to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 278 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about blood flow restriction for lateral elbow tendinopathy. We're going to do a little research article review. We'll talk about the methods in this article. We'll go over some of the exercises that were utilized for the study, talk about the outcomes of the study, and then I also want to throw out some upper extremity diagnoses that I've used blood flow restriction for before and so much more. Um, so... You know, we've all treated lateral elbow tendinopathy, tennis elbow, lateral elbow pain, whatever you want to call it, uh, and it's one of the most stubborn issues to deal with. Definitely, you know, one of those diagnoses where I kind of beat my head up against a wall, or at least I used to, um, and it seems like, you know, through some experience and uh, looking at some of the new research, we're able to refine the treatment of this uh, the stubborn issue a little bit better. Um, and so I've definitely changed my approach to how I treat lateral elbow tendinopathy, uh, you know, compared to like five years ago, even compared to two or three years ago. Um, I'm using blood flow restriction therapy a lot more now for lateral elbow tendinopathy uh, and just much more with all of our exercises that we we're doing with patients. Uh, there's so much you can do with it. But today, what I thought I would do, and I'm glad this article came out because I, I was looking for more justification for upper extremity BFR, uh, and uh, this was a great article. This was uh, one that came out of the uh, Journal of Orthopedic Sports Physical Therapy, um, and it's titled, Low Load Resistance Training with Blood Flow Restriction is Effective for managing lateral elbow tendinopathy, and it's a randomized sham-controlled study by Stefasinos Karanasios et al. And they took 46 patients with lateral elbow tendinopathy. They separated them into two groups. One, they utilized low-load resistance training with blood flow restriction, and they were using 40 to 50% arterial occlusion pressure. And the other group, um, which was low load resistance training with sham BFR. So they're using less than 20% of arterial occlusion pressure. Um, the exercises were done at 30% of their one rep max. So they identified what their, you know, uh, one rep max was. They went to 30% doing four sets. Uh, the first one was of 30 repetitions. The next one, 15 repetitions, 15 repetitions, and 15 repetitions to complete the four sets. Um, this was... These people were seen in a therapy clinic two times a week for six weeks, uh, and uh, they used a pain monitoring approach. So they wanted to make sure that all of these people who were doing the exercises had no more than a 2 over 10 on a pain scale while do the, doing the activities. Now, with the blood flow restriction, um, they were performing elbow flexion, elbow extension, wrist flexion, wrist extension, and they were also doing some supination and pronation. They would end their program after the BFR with uh, stretching of the wrist flexors and uh, wrist extensors. Along with this, they were all given soft tissue massage to the forearm. They were given some supervised exercises um, also in the clinic, and then they were also given a home exercise program and some advice to do, and they tried to keep this as, as you know, even as possible with everyone. And after the first two weeks, if they had no problems with that first stage, they had some added exercises like wall push-ups, rubber bar, wrist flexion and extension, um, ball gripping exercises, and some standing TheraBand rows. 
Now, the results of the study were, were pretty significant. There was a, a significant improvement in pain, grip strength, and overall function in the BFR group, okay? Um, the sham group did not do as well at all. And so pretty significant results here in this study, which um, I found, you know, I, was, I was very happy to hear this because we've been, I've been doing BFR now for about three years with excellent success, um, but it's always good to see the research, you know, come through and, uh, you know, tell us uh, that uh, what we're doing is correct and uh, helpful and, um, you know, so I'm going to veer away a little bit from the study now because I mentioned to you earlier that I was going to talk to you about other diagnoses that I've treated with blood flow restriction. And um, one of my first patients that I had uh, after I started blood flow restriction was an electronon avulsion um, injury. And uh, this young man came in and just really couldn't do a lot, had a lot of discomfort. We obviously, because of the mechanical disadvantage uh, of the triceps pulling on that electronon, we just didn't want to push that too hard too fast. So we really stayed with, you know, no weight uh, while doing blood flow restriction training. We did wrist flexion, wrist extension, some supination, pronation, very gentle um, tricep exercises with high repetitions, but low weight. Um, and this, this patient did very, very well uh, and was very happy that he could exercise and start to, you know, a lot of these people, they, they want to feel like they're getting a workout and they feel like they're failing their exercise program if they're not. And so the one thing about blood flow restriction is it does increase your heart rate, does make you work a little bit harder. And most people are very satisfied with the feeling that they have after a low weight, high repetition program. Um, I've uh, also have a patient uh, with a um, with a fifth finger middle phalanx fracture and ORIF. Um, so this patient is getting blood flow restriction while we are doing isolated wrist flexion, wrist extension. We're doing some uh, neuromuscular re-education into extension of the finger, some upper body ergometry. And uh, there's uh, just so many exercises we can do because that arm's been in a sling and in, in a splint for a while and just not using the rest of that arm. So there's no need for the rest that arm to become deconditioned and BFR is a good way to help with that. I've also done medial epicondylitis and had a gentleman, he was about 70 years old, who had a distal biceps rupture um, and did excellent. And it was very interesting that the day after we did our first treatment of blood flow restriction training was the day that he felt the best. And he felt like he had worked the hardest but had done like really no weight at all and um, was was extremely happy with how uh, he felt and just felt like he had a good workout and uh, he felt very productive. Um, so those are just some diagnoses to name a few, but you know, anything that is like, you know, fractures around the elbow, wrist, hand, fingers, um, those are all great diagnoses to use BFR with. Now, just a little tip of the day, when you are going to do BFR on patients, uh, you need to talk to them about the mechanism of how blood flow restriction works, okay? Um, it's a little scary for folks when you say, we're going to do some blood flow restriction. Well, the first thing that comes to your mind is that their arm's going to fall off because you're wrapping a rope around it or something. Um, but once you explain to them how it works... And understanding the physiology is super important, all right? So, uh, you know, I always tell therapists and, uh, you know, athletic trainers, anybody, strength and conditioning coaches, if you're using blood flow restriction training, you need to understand the physiology of how it works, first of all, before you apply it so that you can apply it safely and improve your patient or client's 
you know, compliance by educating them on how it works. Um, you know, there's tons of research out there. It's very positive in regards to blood flow restriction training. So, um, you know, I just wanted to throw this study out uh, to you folks today just so that you can consider BFR as maybe a modality that uh, might work for you if you uh, do a lot of uh, patients with upper extremity dysfunction. So hope you all enjoyed today's uh, podcast. Uh, if you did, please shoot me an email. You know, let me know how um, you like the show. If there's something you don't like about it, let me know. If you have questions for the show, I'd be more than happy to put them on for you. But with that being said, I hope you all have a great day. Be kind to each other and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.